Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast where we bring you exclusive interviews with talent and creatives from across entertainment, discovering their stories and how they are changing the face of stardom across media. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Thank you so much for tuning in. And in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, we are speaking with a wonderful panel of Latinx actors and talent from stage, screen, and behind the scenes. Joining us from the Freebie series Sprung and guest appearances on Mayans MC, Scandal and Criminal Minds, Philip Garcia, acclaimed film and television director, including Netflix's In Spite of Everything and the upcoming holiday rom-com Christmas with you, Gabriela Tagliavini, and from Broadway's Phantom of the Opera and television's I Can See Your Voice in the upcoming feature Chang Kandunk, Eric Anthony Lopez. Everyone, thank you so much for being here and uh, happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Yay, happy month. It is our time again. <laughs> so as you guys know, from September 15th to October 15th, uh, we do try and highlight a lot of our Hispanic culture, even though every month is Hispanic Heritage Month for all of us, because we don't really do much different. But, you know, we are given a little extra boost <laughs> in, in, in speaking on things like this today. Um, so I always love starting these roundtable discussions uh, with the question, is now the best time to be a Hispanic in entertainment? Yes. And Philip, let's start with you. We don't, we'll start with Gabriela. She started us off already. She said yes. <laughs> no, no. I, I think I, um, you know, I see a change, especially in front of the camera. There's more actors that are Latinos in front of the camera. There's more Latinos directing television. In film, the number are not so great. Uh, the, 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 the female directors in film still too low. Uh, but I, I think that finally uh, the Latino population is growing in the U.S. and the numbers don't lie. So it's a great time uh, to create product for our community. Mm. And Philip, what about you? I think it's a it's a, such a beautiful time. You know, um, I remember when I started in doing commercials in back in like 2011 and my agent told me he's like this is the time for you to get involved and it was tough for me at first 2011 to 2012 i maybe booked like two commercials okay but then in the in the years following 2000 maybe 12 or so literally all of my friends who kind of you know uh, all my latin friends all my all my asian friends all my indian friends started booking a lot and it's a beautiful time to be um uh, Latinx for sure, um, but uh, everything else as well. You know, uh, my, some of my white friends are like, "Dude, how do you book all the time? How are you booking all the time?" You know, some of my white friends are like, "I'm having trouble getting work." You know, so um, I think it's definitely uh, been a shift. Um, you, you know, but it's a it's a beautiful thing to to see us represented in not only commercials but but television and film, and it's um yeah it's and it's a wonderful time to be an actor also um of color you know um bipoc you know because um there's so many streaming services there's so many there's so many opportunities for everyone so uh, it really really is a beautiful time and i feel like i i feel happy to be on that wave you know mm -hmm. uh, so yeah it's always nice especially in, when it comes to commercials and advertising seeing an increase in hispanic representation not in spanish language commercials like, oh, we're everywhere, not just for the one that's going to run on Telemundo and Univision Amen. or during, yes. you know, it's it's great seeing that just broadly and for the general market, not just the Latin market or the multicultural market that it's expanding. Uh, and Eric, what about you? 
Yeah, I, I echo what everyone said. It's it's a great time. Also, my little experience in on the screen world, it's nice to not be the only Lopez listed on the roster when you read the names. Oh. That's like, you know, that's something like, you know, or it's, you know, for me, especially because the primary of my work is on Broadway, it's nice that people have behind the scenes, like the dressers and everyone there, it's you, you're getting a more diverse group of people. And it's really, it's really, it's really something. I, you know, Broadway, I enjoyed watching Ariana DeBose, you know, showcasing her, you know, her watching her journey from Broadway all the way to film and then hosting the Tony Awards and having like the little, you know, references that she would make to Latinx culture that like no one's going to pick up, but like we all would pick up because that's what it is. Um, I just, it's, it's a nice time and we obviously have more work to do, um, but it's nice to um, see things shifting for sure mm. behind the camera behind the stage, on the stage, so. With Broadway specifically, I'm such a theater geek and, you know, being in New York, I try and see as much as I can on Broadway, but seeing an increase in that representation on stage as well, because, you know, Broadway is also called the great white way and I don't mm -hmm. think that's necessarily by accident. Uh, and, you know, seeing an increase in representation thanks to people like Lin Manuel Miranda, who, you know, with shows like In the Heights, Hamilton, he's doing so much for Disney now, a lot of songwriting and um, bringing, people of color to those projects. I actually would like to ask what performance or performer comes to mind as the first time that you felt represented when you were growing up? It's kind of a tough, it's kind of a tough thing because though I grew up, you know, with people my age, I was mostly around my parents, you know? So I grew up with their generation of television in a way, you know, we didn't really get to, I don't know, maybe my dad was just extra strict. Like he, he didn't allow us to do a whole ton of things. You know, we had to, we had school, we had chores. And then, then we could maybe watch Nickelodeon or Disney channel at the end of the night or whatever, you know, but it was pretty, pretty tough, um, stringent um, environment. But I remember when we were at my mom's house, we would watch like Cheech and Chong, you know, and like <laughs> that, I think that was the first time I was like, Hey, look, uh, mom, that, that looks like 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 Uncle Ernie. Like how come <laughs> like that guy looks like how come he looks like us? You know, so that was the first time I think I'd seen my somebody who looks like me or like my family members on TV. It's like Cheech Marin and Cheech and Chong. You know, so it's not obviously not a kids show, uh, but my mom was a cool mom, so she you know let us watch all the interesting stuff. But um, so interesting. But um, there's that, and then maybe George Lopez. You know, I saw George Lopez and Mario Lopez, but other than that, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't really see a whole, a whole ton, you know, so that is a, is a good question. But now you turn on the TV now, I see me all the time in every, in every ad, you know, watching football. I'm like, oh my God, there's somebody who looks like, like me or like, uh, you know, here's, here's this and this, you know, whatever. So um, it is a beautiful time and, it, and you're starting to see a lot of, diversity not not just uh latinx you know we're talking um asian indian black um all of it that's beautiful and gabriela what about you what comes to mind as someone who made you feel represented well i i mean three of my favorite directors are guillermo del toro alfonso Cuarón, and Iñárritu that won oscars and to me to see these three mexican men winning oscars recently was 
amazing um, and being recognized because I think the three of them are very different, but very talented. I still don't see Latinas, you know? I know the four Latinas who are directing TV, but you don't know them. And so I, I'm, but that's, that's uh, those three guys are an example for me. And, you know, uh, what to me was amazing was uh, Salma, for, for example, producing the Frida Kahlo movie that you might or might not like, but I, I loved it. And I went to the premiere in Mexico City and, you know, the fact that she was able to produce a movie with a Latina lead, because I think you're right, Philip, that we see a lot of secondary characters in diversity. I want to see more leads. Mm -hmm. I want to see leads Latino leads in movies. I want to see Latino leads in television. And it started to happen. And my movie, I have two Latino leads, which is amazing that Netflix wanted to do that. You know, it's Amy Garcia and Freddie Prince Jr. And I've been wanting to work with them, both of them for 15 years. And I'm not kidding. I know both of them for 15 years. And you know, and finally we can make a movie where there's two Latino leads and I'm very, very proud of it. And uh, Eric, what about you? What comes to mind as a uh, performance that Medifa represented? I always find my answer is quite cheesy because in, I grew up in Long Island and they say, okay, in Spanish class, they'll be like, okay, we're going to play a, a, a very famous Spanish movie and they'll put on Selena as if that's the only one. <laughs> Um, but my answer, honestly, would be Jennifer Lopez for the sole reason that, you know, my mom is from BX. She's from the Bronx. She comes from Barrio neighborhoods. So watching her story and how, where she's gone, um, she also did like little known movies like Border Town, like some of those like early, early movies. I was like, oh, she shares my last name. That's great. So like, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of how it connected with me at first. Um, I always say like, I've... <laughs> because of like George Lopez and like a Jennifer Lopez, when I would go to school, like <laughs> I came with, I came to my like kindergarten class and like first grade with such an obvious Spanish last name that like, it kind of like was a weird, it was a weird like, oh, or, you know, the joke would be, oh, are you related to Jennifer and, <laughs> uh, you know, George, as if that's the first thing that they, you know, they think they're so original and saying that. Um, but watching their performances in their respective projects, because they looked like my family, my cousins, you know, my mom is from the Bronx. So she would, she sometimes watches interviews and she goes, well, she's been out of the Bronx for a while. I don't know. Like, I don't know if she's like still, but it's, that's to me what I think of, because that's, you know, oh, she shares my last name. And I would put on that tape as a little kid. You know, going to what Gabriela was saying before about Latin leads, um, there have been studies done recently, one of them specifically at UCLA. Um, they broke down the numbers. They looked at the entire 2019 to 2020 television season and determined that between a broadcast TV, cable, and streaming, there was only an average of 5.2% of all leads were Latinx. And only 5.8% were of all speaking roles in general were yeah. going to Latinx as well. And to for some comparison, Hispanics are at over 62 million in the US. That's almost 20% of the population. And we're at a quarter of that. So yeah. clearly there are lots, there's a long way to go. 
the numbers have gone up little by little year over year, but not in the way we've been wanting to see. Um, but despite those numbers being low, you know, a lot of your own work in film, television, in theater is part of that slow and steady rising representation in entertainment. So with that said, what are some changes that you're hoping to see in the near future regarding that representation? Uh, Eric, let's start with you. I will always say all different kinds of Latin X people, um, not having the whole story be anything like, oh, I, I, you know, not the, it's important to integrate the culture into whatever character you're doing, but not make it the sole focus, which mm-hmm. was what I appreciated wow. about Love, Victor, is that they were just being a Latin family and there would just be little things thrown around that, but it wasn't the whole focus. It wasn't there, you know, but, but then again, you almost want to showcase that because you don't want to just throw that away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because you can't help, you can't show an authentic Latin ex family without that. As far as I'm concerned, you know, I, because of, you know, they never asked this question with my mom next to me present, but the obvious question comes to me all the time is, Wah! like used to, they don't dare do it now, but you know, five years ago, Broadway directors or anyway, oh, you don't really look like a Lopez. You know, they go, that thing always happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm seeing slowly that that question doesn't get asked because there are different shades. And of course, you know, yeah, that's how I feel about it, is that it's, it'll be nice to, you know, show all different types. I feel like it's so tricky, and I'm sure, you know, Philip and Gabriela agree. It's hard to to toe that line of balancing, of like avoiding stereotypes, but some stereotypes are rooted in truth, like, you know, Hispanics being loud. I know so many loud Hispanics and very few quiet ones. So it's like, you know, <laughs> and, and as far as like music, the culture, the food and all of that, like we are a food and music obsessed culture. That's not a stereotype. It's true. It's true of every of every country throughout Latin America, you know, so yeah. it's always Gabriela as a director. Do you find it difficult to to straddle that line and find that balance? Well, I think that what I'd like to, to see as a change uh, based on your previous question is, you mentioned two shows, Mayan and Narcos, and the Latinos are Narcos. <laughs> and what I'd like to see is positive portrayal of Latinos. That's a lot, and, and it's happening. There's a, you know, as, as a big movie, Blue Beetle, with a Latino lead. There's the Eva Longoria movie coming up, the creator of Cheetos and the Michael Pena movie about a Latin astronaut. So that's what I like to see Latinos that are not just narcos or maids. I would, <laughs> you know, and I think you're totally right. The food and the music, you can incorporate it in, in our movie, Christmas with you. We have two food scene, a pozole scene and a tamale scene, and we call them that. And when we tested the movie of different audiences, not just Latino, the uh, Caucasian audience really, one of the things they said is we love the music in the movie. And so even though they're not Latin, the music, our music is really now, you know, crossing over. And I I think we should be, we should be proud of that. So I want to see more enhancing of Yes, the food and the music that everybody can relate and everybody can eat and listen to, but also more portrays of uh, positive, positive images of Latinos, because if you see it, you can be it. And 
So I, I, I want to see more of that. And it is, it is happening. Yeah, I love that. If you can see it, you can be it. I love that. <laughs> you yeah. know, Philip, what about you? What, what changes do you hope to see? Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, that's that's a, a really great way to look at it. I think if young people can see themselves in us, I, I know I did, you know, in like, I saw like George Lopez, he's on a sitcom. I'm like, wow, mom, that's so cool. Like, I want to be on a sitcom too, you know? I remember seeing that and and thinking that I could do it as well. If I could see it, I could I could be it, right? Um, but yeah, I think, I think also including, because when I guess... I can only really speak from my own experience. When when I grew up, Spanish wasn't really spoken in the household. You know, like my grandma spoke Spanish, and she's my grandparents and my tias and my my tios all called me mijo, like shit, shit like that. But I didn't really speak the language in the house, so it's hard when we're looking at. I'm sure there are young people who have that same experience. I feel like the change that I would like to see is incorporating all walks of Latinx life, right? Not just the, the, the fluent Spanish speaking households, you know, I want to see the, the, the households that, that maybe, you know, maybe the kids wanted to learn how to speak Spanish, but their parents didn't know how to speak Spanish. I remember feeling such a, on, uh, cause I went to public school and predominantly, predominantly, um, uh, um, Mexican and 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 black at my school, right? So, and Asian, lots of Asian too. And and um, I remember thinking like, my friends would be like, "Hey, hey you don't speak Spanish? Oh, you're you're not Mexican, bro. You you're not Mexican." Uh, and I remember thinking like, "Wait, I'm I'm not like hold up, like I eat pozole on Sunday, I eat menudo on Sunday as well, you know." Uh, we do all the same shit. We hit the piñata on at our birthdays and shit. Like our family does the same shit that you do. So why why does that make me less? I, it was like a big brain thing when I was young. I remember feeling like on an island, like oh, like, I, like I guess I would love to see that represented more in TV and um, you know, to not to not discriminate. I guess it it, it is kind of some like um, it is. Yeah. like bullying in a way you know i mm -hmm. felt i felt a little bullied by all the native spanish speakers or whatever uh at times and but but in 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 reality i think we should all be one you know and and, and it's like we're we're fighting ourselves at times in a in a way but in terms of the industry though i think i've even told my agents and managers like I think I think uh, Eric, you said something and uh, authenticity. I think that's that's really important. Um, I've gotten to auditions where I try and speak, you know, a few lines in Spanish, which I could totally do it. I can memorize the lines and I understand what I'm saying or whatever. But I'd never really, I, I always get picked out or singled out because they're like, "Well, you don't speak the you're not. It's not your first language." So I like I've been telling my agents like, "Hey, like." all respect like that's not, I, I i that's not me you know because i think there is somebody else out there that can do that more authentically like mm -hmm. somebody who is the native spanish speaker and somebody who is i think um that was a great point that you made in authenticity i think we need to there's so many people out there actors and creatives that 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 can do the job you know so um i don't know i i just want to see representation from both both walks of that 
life, you know, and it doesn't make you any less proud of who you are, proud of your culture. If you don't speak the language, I think that that, I think that is very important for young people to see. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that also, you know, as actors, uh, most of us actors speaking here, um, it is, there is more responsibility and I think it's not known to actors yet, but there is a responsibility for them to take that initiative and tell their team. I don't speak the language, so don't submit me for these roles because they're, you know, you want to open up the doors to folks who maybe haven't gotten the opportunity to do that, um, as you said, Philip, in terms of the language. And I think there is also sort of that horrible sense of tribalism amongst our communities when it comes to like being Mexican versus being American. You know, I, there's a great scene in, in Selena with uh, with Edward James almost saying, you know, you have to be twice as Mexican for the Mexicans, it's twice as Americans for the Americans, it's exhausting. And it's so true, though, you're expected to be 100% of both. And while you very much can be, it that expectation is like, where does that come from? I don't expect every Italian American I know to speak Italian. Exactly. Why is that put <clears throat> upon us yeah. only? <laughs> you know, it's exactly. It's, so I wanted to quickly just talk about a few of your projects. So uh, we did talk about Christmas with you. Um, so is there anything else that you can share about the movie? Okay, so my movie is called Christmas With You. It's going to be on Netflix on November 17th. It's a Christmas comedy. And it's really about this pop star, Angelina, that is bummed out in her career. And she decides to escape Manhattan to go to a small town outside of New York to grant the wish of, of a fan and then meets the father of the fan that's Freddie Prince Jr and you know gets inspiration and falls in love and it's very uh uplifting and it has music numbers and you know two portraits of two latinos that are positive she plays a, a successful rock star kind of like a jennifer lopez camila cabello and he plays a music teacher but also like a nice guy who knows how to cook and you know I like that it's a feel-good movie, uh, and I hope that it crosses over. It's going to be released in 190 countries, and that's the great wow. thing about Netflix is that you get to a lot of people, and I hope that you know people from Germany, people from Korea gets to learn how to make tamales by watching the scene and you know enjoys the music. Uh, so I'm very proud of, and I hope our community embraces it and watches it because it's very important that this movie does well so that Netflix and other companies make others like it. That's It's great to hear that it's such a, a feel-good movie. I feel like there's not enough feel-good projects out there. We're living in very strange times still with things like the pandemic, with conflicts going on, with political things going on, and you know, having sort of that warmth around Christmas time and the holidays. It is such an important time for so many people. It's really great, so very excited. Um, for the movie so congrats on on the upcoming release and all of that i'm sure it'll be very very well received thank you yeah and uh philip with your show um sprung which is on freebie so freebie is this free platform and um your show premiered on it a few weeks ago and if i'm not mistaken this is your first series regular credit yes yes um thank you so much yes it's been a, a, a definitely an experience honestly um We've gotten lots of great reviews on the show. There are two um, Latin leads in the show, me and Shakira Barrera. So 
and, and it's written by Greg Garcia, who I mean, like, let's be real, two, two Garcias on the on the call sheet. It's just kind of it's kind of cool, you know, to, yeah. to see. So definitely proud. Definitely. Um, it was a, it was a labor of love for all of us, for sure. Mm-hmm. We shot for 10 weeks or 11 weeks in Pittsburgh. Um, and it's a, it's a half an, half hour comedy. Some episodes are longer than a half an hour, actually. So it, it's really fun to be a part of Freebie, too, because they're kind of on the you know, they're on the rise, you know, they're just kind of starting out and they're, they're, they're willing to, you know, um, throw a mixed bag in there sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. so we have so far eight episodes have been released. Next week is our final episode and our season finale. And um, it's one hour long comedy, which I think is so cool. You know, they put the last two episodes into one, um, for an hour long experience. And uh, it, it's, it's been cool to kind of see my friends and family and, and people I don't even know kind of reach out and like, Oh, my God, thank you so much. It's so funny. We're like rolling laughing over here. So um, I think ultimately, it came down to the words on the page, you know, when, when, when we got the script, I was like, damn, this is funny I, I i'm not even like i'm gonna be real like i'm not a comedy watcher i don't watch tons of comedies I, my wife and i watch like crime dramas and like really dark <laughs> yeah. weird shit you know um but this show i was so pleasantly surprised because you know also watching yourself is a little weird at times for me at least and i know some of my actor friends have a hard time watching themselves i can genuinely say I enjoy watching this show. Like I, I'm giggling and laughing. I'm like, oh shit, that's how they were trying to do that. Um, so yeah, we're we're really proud of it, man. And uh, we have yet to receive a a season two um, go ahead just yet. So fingers crossed. Um, we've got some really great reviews, and um, yeah, man, I, I I just hope it it continues too. Obviously for representation. Um, but it, it, it's been a celebration already for sure to, to just have two series regulars, uh, on a TV show. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really stoked. Um, um, and especially if it, it continues forward too. So, and uh, Eric, um, you've done Broadway to global tours, TV appearances, and, uh, your first feature is coming up with Chank and Dunk on Disney plus, uh, sometime in 2023 hasn't been announced yet. Um, but I'm curious where you feel most at home. Is it working on screen? Is it doing things on Broadway or in theater? And um, yeah, so we'll start with that question. Where do you feel most at home? <laughs> most at home? Probably Broadway, because I'm used to it. Also with Phantom, I've been <laughs> I've been in that machine for like, goodness, four years, four, over four years at this point. So I'm like kind of used to that crazy environment um great environment but crazy environment um but with yeah with the disney thing that was really cool i got to do my i did a a a guest star on a tv show i can see your voice and that was like a cool thing um like it was this is gonna sound so green but it's the truth i you know at my first trailer i was like oh my god this is you know because you're not used to that you're used to like everyone stuffing in a dressing room um, but with the feature, I felt like, oh, my God, you, I, it was crazy. It was cool. I had to learn basketball to do the role because it's about a basketball team. And I never played basketball in my life. So I had to I learned I got a friend of mine who plays to teach me how to play. Um, 
at least well enough to pass and not get fired. Um, so yeah, uh, that comes out sometime next year. And that was really cool. Wait, your question was, where do I feel most at home? Oh yeah, I said that. <laughs> it, you but, yeah. you know, but you know, of course, like you have an experience. We shot for, uh, let's see, for a, uh, like 12 weeks in Connecticut, which was crazy, which was kind of cool. Cause I got to, you know, sometimes be at the hotel up there, but then also be home. So it was a nice little, it wasn't, a, it was good. Um, yeah, and it was of course like kind of cool to be like, oh, sorry, Phantom, I'm leaving temporarily. I'm doing a Disney feature. I looked very cool and a lot of looks like a basketball movie. What's Eric doing there? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to. I'm excited to obviously do more film. I'm definitely telling my my agents like, put me up for more film. This is great. <laughs> I'm into this. But to answer your question and go on a tangent. And I'm trying to tell my agents, hey, I'm trying to do more Broadway. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be in Chicago, New York, man. Yeah, Hamilton. Let me let me get with your let me get with your agent, uh, Eric. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, can we swap? Because get me at. Well, that's the thing. I said to, you know, it's September. A lot of things are coming out. You know, uh, with new Broadway shows, and of course, it's like, hey, do you want to go in for this? And it's like, no, send me in for like. <laughs> well, what's cool is because now that I play basketball, now I get I get asked to do a lot of basketball roles that didn't require basketball, which is hysterical because I did not play sports in high school. And yeah, just before we wrap up, um, I always love to close with this question. So if you got to have this sort of like back to the future moment and you got to run into your 13 year old self and give them any advice, what would you say? And then Gabriela, let's start with you. Uh, it's so funny that you said that because when I was 11 years old, I told my mother that I wanted to be a film director because I love art and I love acting and music and painting. And I was like, great, film director has everything. That's what I have to do. And she was like, whatever, you're 11, you don't know. <laughs> and I wrote it down. So I have it. I have, it's actually my mom saved it. So what I would tell my younger self is that everything is going to be okay. Because awesome. I didn't know at the time what I had to learn or the hurdles I had to pass, you know, coming to Hollywood, going to school, um, difficult times, great times. And so I will, I will tell her that everything is going to be okay. Just go with the flow. You know, Philip, what about you? What would you tell your 13-year-old self? I think we grew up, at least I grew up in a time, no, we all did. We all grew up in a time where social media was so it's like myspace and facebook were like on the rise and so then every time you post a photo you like wait for the likes you wait for the comments on the photo and then you like you adjusted how you felt about yourself based on what other people are saying about you and then you start to really focus on what others think about you and then you base your judgment on yourself based on that. I, I guess if I could go back in time and talk to little Philip, uh, little Philip, I'd be like, "Hey, don't like stay in your stay in your lane. And if whatever you see in the mirror is beautiful, and if you're you can live with that person, that should be enough. You should not base your um, how you feel about yourself based on the opinions of others." I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, I was, I, I don't know. I, I, I felt like less than because of what somebody else said about me. 
Um, so if I could, if I could talk to little me, I would be like, Hey, you know, don't care about that. You know, don't, don't care about what other people are trying to tell you, bro. Uh, you, you got You got to love you. You got to love you. If that, if, if, if you make something and build something and paint something and then put it up and if you like it, that should be enough. Doesn't, it doesn't really, if it affects somebody else, that's just icing on the cake, but it's a mental thing. I think it's more mm -hmm. of like a, um, experience thing also like the more you go through moments like that the more you learn um yeah yeah and uh, eric what would you tell your 13 year old self yeah get in dance class and act class just kidding um <laughs> no it's not i had to make a joke no my thing was uh you know because we're all creatives here we miss weddings funeral we miss everything if you're on a project um, so I would say go to those, you know, those family parties that maybe you don't want to go to, you know, you want to hang out with your friends and be like, cool, go to those family parties, go to your brother's stuff, go to your older brother's stuff, you know, enjoy like the easiness of like your rent's paid for and <laughs> you have food on the table. You know what I mean? Like, cause you know, when you hit your, tw in your twenties, it's going to be hard. <laughs> you're yeah. going to have to grind and you got to, you know, so you have to get a survival job, like all that stuff like that. I didn't even think about. I also didn't want to become a creative um, at that time. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Just enjoy that. Enjoy, you know, seeing your, your mom every day, seeing your parents every day, mm. all that. Just enjoy it. Cause you know, you get too busy or you know when you move out you know things change and then you miss you know if you're on a, away on a project you know so things are going to happen not everyone's going to be around forever so enjoy it awesome well philip gabriela eric thank you so so much for joining us on the show today and as always you can follow us at media village com on instagram head on over to mediavillage.com for all of our reviews interviews podcasts and more and of course i'm juan Ayala, and this is a multicultural tv talk <laughs>